Hello everyone, this is Deborah Richardson and today I am putting the AP in Happy where accounts payable teams are empowered to protect the vendor master file from fraud. This podcast will give a voice to accounts payable team members by talking about the growing reality of cyber attacks in their world and which vendor setup and vendor management techniques they can apply to protect the vendor master file from fraud. Today's podcast episode is brought to you by the Authentication, Validation, and Management Toolkit for those AP vendor maintenance teams that still have a mostly manual process and need fraud prevention at each critical step of the vendor maintenance process. Go to DebraRRichardson.com to see the authentication techniques, internal controls, best practices, and what template forms, vendor communications, and desktop procedures are included. Stay tuned. The Public Company Accounting Oversight Board, or PCAOB, defines segregation of duties as assigning different people the responsibilities of authorizing transactions, recording transactions, and maintaining custody of assets, and is intended to reduce the opportunities to allow any person to be in a position to both perpetrate and conceal errors or fraud in the normal course of his or her duties. Wow, that was a lot. So what do you do if you are a SMB, small or medium-sized company, that does not have enough employees to comply with that definition of segregation of duties? Keep listening. So welcome to episode 43, segregation of duties in the accounts payable vendor payment cycle for small to medium sized businesses or SMBs. So we heard the definition of segregation of duties and now we're gonna talk about what that really means for the vendor payment cycle. So there are three essential steps in the vendor payment cycle. The first one is creating that vendor record in the vendor master file. The second one is creating or posting the invoice once you receive it from the vendor. And the third one is paying the invoice from the vendor. So again, what do you do if your company does not have enough employees to comply with segregation of duties? Not to worry, the PCOAB addressed the difficulty of small businesses achieving this preventative control and recommended management oversight to be used to achieve the control objectives. Here are four recommendations for compensating controls that can be put into place where segregation of duties is not possible to protect the vendor master file from fraud. So the first of the four is to require management approvals for new vendor setups and existing vendor changes. Now, just how do you do that? 
Well, you want to require approval for all vendor ads and vendor changes, so you need to have three things. You need to require supporting documentation, including the source of the ad or change request. So this means you need the IRS W-9 because you should be collecting that for all new vendors and in most existing vendor changes. You also want to collect the banking details if they are requesting payment via ACH or wire. You also want the vendor setup request form. If you use one, you want to make sure that it's being submitted and that it's signed. And then you also want a copy of the secure email because you want to have supporting documentation for how you received the um, request for the ad or the change. The second thing you want is you want to require validation um, be added to the vendor record. So when you go out or the employees go out and do the IRS 10 match, when they do OFAC, then you want to have them take screenshots of that or they can print to PDF. And then once they have all of that, both the requirement of the supporting documentation and the validation documentation, then you want to go ahead and attach that to the vendor record or save it on a secure drive, whatever your retention policy is for electronic documents. And both of those sets of documentation serves both as a quick indication that the vendor information is valid and not fraudulent. And it also serves as a resource for management to review what was used in order to set that vendor up or change that existing vendor. Now this also serves as a deterrent for any potential internal fraud because if your employees know that they have to have support for any new vendor ad or any existing vendor change and that it might be reviewed, that is a big deterrent for internal fraud. Now the second of the four compensating controls is management review all new vendor setups and vendor changes prior to payment runs. So this is a little bit different than the first one. This is before you run your pay cycle or before you sign the checks, you need to look for changes in banking or remit addresses that were changed, then changed back quickly. For each change, your system should maintain an audit log that will tell you the date, time and the user making the change. So you want to make sure that you can run reports that will show you that. And the next thing is you also want to run reports that can cross check the vendor address or vendor banking if changed, you want to make sure it can cross check against the employee address or banking in your payroll files. Now you may need to reach out or collaborate with payroll and or IT for this one if you do not have access to those records if you're a larger business and those departments are split. But if you don't already have access, you don't need to get it. All you need to do is find a way for that check to be done in the background and then have them notify you if there is ever a match. So if you're a smaller company, maybe that is something that you can do and pull reports. If you are closer to a medium-sized business, then maybe that is something that you have to work with other departments on. 
The key here is that it needs to be done prior to the pay cycle so that you don't send a fraudulent payment out the door to an employee that has perpetrated fraud. So moving on to the third of four compensating controls is management review pay cycles prior to releasing payments. And in this step, you want to review invoices for existing vendors to ensure that the invoice numbering is consistent with historical invoice numbers. So you want to investigate any that have like an additional letter or number such as A or 1 that's added to an otherwise valid invoice number. And you want to definitely investigate any invoices that are out of sequence. The other thing that you can do is review the backup for any non-PO invoices because with the non-PO you don't have that three-way match and so that is a way that fraudulent invoices can be submitted so you want to make sure that you review the backup for any non-PO invoices which after you do that a few times will definitely motivate you to either create a PO policy or enforce the one that you currently have. So the fourth and the last of the four compensating controls is to inactivate vendors either monthly, quarterly, or at the very least annually. So you want to review your vendor master and inactivate vendors that have not had invoices, purchase orders, or payments in 12, 15, or 18 months, you get to choose what is relevant for your company and your uh, industry. Now, what this will do is it will reduce the number of vendors that management needs to be concerned with or that you need to be concerned with in the first place. In addition, the fact that you have reduced vendor records in your vendor master file means that it reduces the potential for fraud because you have less records that will be available to select in error or intentionally to perpetrate fraud. You also want to require that all inactive vendors follow the same process for new vendor setups. And the reason for that is those vendors have been inactivated because they have had no activity and you want to make sure before you enable that vendor to receive payments again that you have revalidated that vendor, you've verified that their tax ID and their legal name still match, you verify that their remit addresses uh, still are the same, that their uh, legal address still the same, whatever you have on that vendor record, verify that that information is still the same. So to do that, you treat them like you treat inactive vendors like new vendors. And I actually do have a podcast. It's podcast episode 16, and it is called Treat Inactive Vendors the Same as New Vendor Setups. So just to recap on the four compensating controls that I am recommending be put into place when segregation of duties is not possible in the accounts payable vendor payment cycle. The first one was to require management approvals for new vendor setups and existing vendor changes. The second one was management review all vendor setups and vendor changes prior to payment runs. 
And the third one is management review pay cycles prior to releasing payments. And the fourth one is to inactivate vendors either monthly, quarterly, or at the very least annually. And bringing this all together, it means that if you have one employee that is doing all three steps of the vendor payment cycle, they're creating a vendor record in the vendor master file, they're creating and posting invoices from the vendor, they are paying the invoice from the vendor, it means that that employee cannot perpetrate fraud by creating a new vendor record with their information or changing an existing vendor record to their information in order to divert payment because someone is reviewing the vendor setups and the backup documentation and then approving and they're also reviewing all vendor setups and any changes for any vendors that appear on the payment runs prior to that payment run going out the door. And they're also reviewing the pay cycles prior to releasing payments, looking at invoice numbers that kind of stick out that don't follow the sequence to identify any fraudulent invoices. Now combining those three compensating controls with the fourth one of inactivating vendors means that your employees have less vendors in the vendor master file in order to attempt to manipulate to perpetrate fraud. So thanks everyone. I hope you enjoyed the 43rd episode of the Putting the AP in Happy podcast where accounts payable teams are empowered to protect the vendor master file from fraud. Don't forget to check the show notes for the links mentioned in the podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, consider subscribing and writing a review of my podcast on the platform that you use to listen. Stay happy.